Hello everyone. Hello our dear listeners. Today we are interrupting our usual talking about something up to now and schedule and bring you a different episode. Instead of what we usually do, I am together with my two friends only NS and Izal, while other two have their difficulties in getting to the episode, but because we love you so much and we did not want to deprive you of our beautiful discourse, we wanted to record you this episode where we ramble about stuff we are I don't want to necessarily say interested about we are bitter about and our top of our list top of the things that we are bitter about is colors NS please tell our dear audience why you are annoyed about colors and why you want to discuss about it to no end did I tell that I'm a designer yeah I have mentioned it earlier only whenever somebody brings it up yes <laughs> <laughs> and that's something generally is me. So uh, <laughs> I always talk about it. Uh, it is my identity. Anyway. Yeah, like I never tell anyone that I'm a designer. You, you can never find me saying I'm a designer. Yeah, and I'm not a designer, so I never tell anyone either. <laughs> I was just <laughs> I was just preparing some social media posts for our dear podcast in conclusion. And We were t- thinking about some ideas and I, should I say some of that? Actually, of course, like it's yeah. our, you know, the people who are listening to these before seeing our social media presence are the best people in the universe. Yes, definitely. They are the top people ever. And also people who saw our social media posts and then came here. You guys are awesome as well. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was preparing some uh, social media posts. We had an idea of preparing some of our uh, quotes into social media posts. Like uh, Jandan said, whatever you are feeling, K-pop is always there for you. And I'm behind it. Yeah. <laughs> And I made a social media post. Like in episode seven, uh, Jandan said this kind of po- social media post. And I had an idea of uh, What was the name or what is the verb for it? Writing, uh, painting, no, no, no. deploying, assembling. Attach, not, no, no. Making somebody like attach, tag. Huh. I wanted to tag each one of us to a certain color. But you anyway. can maybe do like associate. You assign yeah. colors to each of us. Uh, assign, assign. Yes. That's yes. I will take it from the start. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Can I can I make that into a uh, ringtone? Yes, you can make it a text message. In fact, yes. we can maybe cut it down. I mean, not exclude from the episodes, keep it in the episode, but also uh, slice it from the recording and make it a small MP3 file that people can download and make their text message alerts. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can make a website that um, plays random sounds we made during the podcast oh yeah that that sounds like it's within our uh, skill set because i lied earlier i am actually a web designer <laughs> <laughs> so i am a sort of designer after all and uh, we are able to both design websites put stuff in them and also record noise noise so it's like all within our skill set actually we are not recording a voice we are recording a noise <laughs> so that's a problem Recording and noise is exactly what we are always doing. Like you guys are hearing the podcast, but even without a podcast, we just open up a microphone and then start making noises. 
it's what it's what kids do these days like you uh-huh. knock to a door some sound comes you listen to an hour some noise comes like ticks and talks and you know like what kids do so we, the joke is that i'm talking about tiktok in a weird way we we were saying that ns was assigning colors to each of us yeah oh yes but but it's not a race thing like <laughs> that's that's not what ns is doing <laughs> <laughs> I created colorful scheme, scheme, no? Yeah, scheme. A chart scheme. I made a colorful scheme, but the way I use color is not regular, I guess, because I was using the colors at the back of the text. So I didn't want the color to be shiny and colorful and I mean, saturated. So I use some pastel matte tones. And it's a problem, I muted. guess. And I couldn't, I couldn't solve it. And used muted uh, darker colors. Yes. But uh, yellow is never a dark color, so. That's a problem. And we are people of five. And to find. You know, let me interrupt you and quickly say. There is a very famous Turkish. Um, how to call Sardar Ortaç. Um, let's say song. Dur, song singer. So there's a very famous <laughs> Turkish song singer, and uh, on one of his interviews, Serdar Ortaç, on one of his interviews, he said there are seven notes in music. How creative do you expect me to get? <laughs> and that's what Enes is saying Aww. when he says there are five people. Like there are But three colors. How can I do five people? That's crazy. And I agree, by the way. I have to add that he is very creative when it comes to lyrics, though. Yes, Sardar Ortaç you mean? Love, love is infrared. Museum of wounded people. And I can't move around. Yeah, also like I I want to throw you away, but I feel pity for the trash bag is also something he says. My black pepper. My black pepper hit the goblets and let's drink. Yes, and it even rhymes when you do it in Turkish. It's crazy. Yeah, it, these all do. <laughs> It's more about being spicy, I guess. Oh yeah, black pepper is indeed spicy. Like it's it's one of the spices. Like if you eat a spoon uh, of Vivi- black pepper, you will eat only spice. Yes. You are you start to be be too loud. Okay, let me get back to Sorry. my gentle radio recording sound because Isar is in the other room and she. She is bothered about my sound overlapping hers. It wasn't picking up earlier. Now it started. I think it's picking up the dogs outside. It is because I am a very passionate speaker and I am very passionate about the things we are talking about, which was like what colors or something like that. Something like something in that tone. Anyway, <laughs> please continue. You were talking about how so- certain colors of texts look badly on some background colors and that makes it difficult to read which becomes an accessibility problem yes but the other problem is i'm getting the colors from each corner of like a heptagon and on the color wheel so i get the most distant colors from the color wheel as much as possible that's my idea of using it creating a little rainbow flag but in pastel in the matte tones Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you something. You say a pentagon. Um, do you it, are you not in, are you not including white or red? 
or black? Which of these are you not including in your wheel? So, color lesson, color theory 101. I'm just, yeah. The color wheel I was using is only only included the hues. So I only look from that perspective in this uh, context. Uh, color varies in many ways. Like you can change the hue, you can change the saturation, you can change the what 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 is what's the other thing is that value, value, value. or brightness, value or bright. Color varies so many, 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 many ways. Hue, like, saturation, value, or brightness, yes. Yeah. But the way I change the colors, like I, I want to make a color palette, I wanted to use the same uh, saturation levels, so same uh, brightness levels, so same value. So the way I was using the color was like making them a little bit darker in a way. I use them the muted. dark shades, muted colors. Yeah, I mean, a, a little bit darker tones. But I only change the hue value. Like it turned out to be a muted red, muted uh, blue, muted green, muted yellow. But what is that color? Something like orange. Orange. Some orange-like. Orange color. can be used, but it's so close to yellow and red. If I use magenta, for example or violet, it should, like, red will be in between blue and violet or magenta. So that's a problem. You can't get okay. the most distant colors with the heptagon. Okay, let me mm. um, quickly say this. First of all, even though I am already familiar with all the concepts that Enes is talking about, him explaining it back to me is not mansplaining because I'm not a woman. Uh, it's it's totally okay for a man to assume the other man doesn't know what he's talking about, so it's it's fine. It's not it's no big deal, internet people. And um, more importantly, what my question was is, a heptagon has seven corners. There are five yes. of us, and there is red color, black color, and white color. Or so either red is one of the colors, and there's there are only six of them, or either white or black not both are included and you are right about saying a heptagon so back to my question Enes but what is happening like how how did you get to the number seven I using five I, people one red one black and one white so I will resolve all of the issues at once I meant penta penta is five. Oh yeah that's okay so and I don't know the latin numbers that well that might be the issue. If only I knew geometry, it will maybe help. Yeah, but but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm gonna stop you right there. It is because we learn the great geometry. Like everything is native. Every phrase is in native, so it's great. So that's why we don't know it. Yeah. To give an example, when a British person or an American person say hexagon and they mean a shape with six sides and six corners, in our language, the word we use translates into six-sided or like um, six-sided, six not even gone. But, yeah, but, again means, but yeah, and the outcome is that 
we can all a Turkish person can always say how many sides are on a shape simply by getting the number and adding a little suffix to it. And that's mm-hmm. why hexagon and octagon and heptagon and those are a bit dodecahedron. Pro- dodecahedron is crazy. <laughs> But it's Turkish is just 20 faced or like 12 faced. I don't I can't remember and that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so you want to uh, start with the color wheel and pick five points that are most distant f- from each other. Yes. Correct? Like you wanted to put a satanic star on the color wheel and rotate <laughs> it to a point there that you liked. Correct? And also I wanted I wanted them to be the main colors in a certain area and I wanted uh, people to identify that color just by saying only one words or i wanted i wanted the color to be a simple one the main i wanted the color to be the main color that's what i meant primary by the way is the The primary color yeah then the sardar or touch quotes comes back in that there are seven notes in music and you can't be very creative there are only three primary colors how can i be creative how creative i can get and by the way um there is something else I think the main problem that you um, bumped into, let's call it this, you can't have five equidistant colors and have it be a brand identity. Like in order something to be brand identity, it needs to uh, be in such a way that the usage of it is difficult to encounter in the wild on its own. So I think like if you are trying to do a Um, like I don't want to say advertisement. What would I call it? Like a visual to do Branding? public affairs. Public affairs visual. If you want to do a public affairs visual, then having equidistant colors is not really um, cohesive. It is difficult to make it cohesive that way. I think. Yeah, and I I want to add that not even uh, rainbow colors go together that well. <laughs> <laughs> No, and back to the track, it is also difficult to keep it a single color that works with the thing. Like you, if you want to write a color on a different color, like if you want to write a white text on green background, it is not always ideal depending on the brightness of the green you are using. So it is difficult to, and these are the amount of brightness is different for different colors. So you are able to read a lighter text on a less bright blue. But in a, in green, darker colors are usually better, even though they are on the RGB scale, same amount of values or they are same distance away from the center of a hue saturation wheel. Um, it is the, these are different numbers for different color tones. So it is not very easy to do that and keep a single text color mm-hmm. when you are doing that. On top of that. Like when you get the color red or blue in a muted way, you get nice, pleasant color. But if you go, like if you mute green or yellow, you go, <laughs> you don't get nice colors. You get vomit. <laughs> yes. Actually, let me, I want to tell something that I consider to be very interesting in this topic. You know how... Regular RGB colors are eight bits each. Like there are eight bits for red brightness and eight bits for blue and eight bits for green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that gives you two hundred and fifty-six different 
values for red, brightness, and blue, and uh, green. But there is also a different format that gives you uh, 16 total bits to transmit the color. And what they do is they give green more. Like there are, I'm because this is a very freeform experience. I have actually not researched the exact numbers, but there are more bits in green than there are bits in red and blue because they found uh, human eyes are more perceptive to differences in green color. Like you can mm. uh, more easily differentiate different brightnesses of green color than you can do to red or blue. It's called luminancy. Luminancy, I guess. They use green to sharpen an image. That's why they also use green screens at the background. That's why green and uh, yellow, are, because yellow is mostly green with some little blue sprinkled on it. Uh, <laughs> that's why on yellow and green, you it is difficult to find a muted color because of the human eyes uh, perception regarding green. Definitely. We have like in nature, like you can see many shades of green as well. That's also one of the things that we encounter, I guess. That's why our eyes are more perceptive to color green. Mm -hmm. And you almost never see a blue in wildlife, like blue, even when you do see yes. blue, it's usually like not a big deal. Like you don't survive by differentiating between various blue flowers. <laughs> yes, actually, like I, I'm not sure if I'm correct. If you know about it, please correct me. I mean, our listeners, like there is no uh, blue pigment in nature, like there are it's so rare, I guess. That's that's at least I know. That's and what I there know. There are at least. blue pigments in nature. One of the very famous. Oh, please please finish. Then I'm gonna say. I mean, it's it's rare in nature. So like even use even the uh, like even the sky is not blue. That it's uh, just uh, reflected that way. But uh, if you like, there is no color blue as well, like in the flowers or in the plants. There are some rare ones, like it's not the color pigment that reflects blue color, but the shape of it. It's a physical reflection, I guess. That's the mm -hmm. thing I know about the color blue in nature. Okay, you are in for a treat. I'm gonna explain what everybody loves to hear, which is Afghanistan story. Um, <laughs> first of all, you are absolutely right compared to red and yellow and obviously green uh, blue is a more difficult color to um, encounter in nature in such a way that you can paint other things with it like there are flowers which are blue um famously one of them is called ortanja in turkish i don't know mm -hmm. what the english word for it is but um i mean definitely not lavenders but there are Flowers that are blue, but you can't actually make paint out of them. So mm -hmm. what people did is there is this stone uh, mineral. It's called lapis lazuril. And people use that to create blue dye, which they then use to paint their colors or in the paintings and such. And uh, up to very recently, the primary, like, I mean, it's still the case. The primary 
source for this mineral was in Afghanistan. Back at the day, that's why Greeks, after Alexander the Great has moved all the way to the east, Greeks colonized that region. They formed the Bactrian Kingdom. I'm actually maybe not Bactria is maybe not how they pronounce it, but there's a B there and there's a Tria in there. I'm I'm pretty sure it's Bactria. Um, in order to monopolize that particular resource, so Romans took blue from Afghanistan mines, and this color was transmitted using ships because uh, Persia is very difficult to navigate by land, and that's why Romans when they found this pigment, it came from ships. And in order to explain that, they said the color that comes from overseas, and sea means mare, and over means ultra, so ultramarine is the color they is the name they call this color. Because it comes it is transferred using ships from Afghanistan of the day. So yeah, it's it's a very rare thing. Like I cannot tell you a story even half as interesting about color red or color yellow because they are very common in nature. <laughs> what what I meant was like uh, I meant uh, even the Colors, uh, the blue color you see on nature doesn't have blue pigment. Some of them, or most of them, doesn't have blue pigment on it. That's kind of uh, correct your story because if they try to get the blue pigment, they can't get it. They can't retrieve a blue pigment because the blue color. Oh, yeah, because it's not a chemical thing. Yeah, it's not a chemical thing. It's a physical uh, thing that I get. It just reflects that way. It's a physical thing. Also, it's it's the thing in butterflies as well that some of the like you see blue shade on a butterfly, but it's a physical reflection. So just like in the uh, blue sky or in the blue uh -huh. sea, I mean, it's basically navy blue. Change depends on the location, but anyway, uh, it's just a physical thing that we encounter in the nature, not a chemical thing. Um, by the way, while we are talking about history and blue, there is a mosque in Istanbul called the Blue Mosque. Uh, very famous because of its um, interior uh, porcelain Ceram paintings, that is Ceram tiles are painted with a very um, bright and Turkey. powerful blue. And that blue also is, by the way, Turkey. ultramarine. Turquoise? No, no, not turquoise. Not blue mosque. The the blue people use on ceramics the bright, strong blue, not cyanic blue. That's that's ultramarine. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's more like uh, navy blue, I guess. It's like darker. Um, in terms of shade. Yeah, it has a darker shade. But it's also very powerful. If anybody visits Turkey, uh, this color is. Also very commonly used in evil eyes that they can purchase from anywhere in any touristic destination. Um, I mean, obviously the glass isn't that color because of like uh, they probably painted these days, but the original thing was actually glass that is colored that blue. Like today, maybe they do paint it. I don't know. I I am not been to an evil eye factory. <laughs> oh, also called what was it like the infinite loop, I think. They are still using Infinite Loop, right? I don't the know. The Evil Eye Factory where they produce all oh. their Evil Eye devices. Like oh, iWatch. Oh. 
Apple computer. Okay, I was gonna say only infinite loop I know uh, was the old Apple uh, headquarters, but new one is not called uh, infinite loop. Then I guess it was not infinite after all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am so I am so happy about this part. And, and this one is shaped like a circle. I don't know why they don't call it infinite loop. Like this one is the loop though, right? Like if I looked at two yeah. places side by side and somebody told me one of these places are called an infinite loop, I would always pick the current one, right? I, I I'm I'm gonna fact check to myself. And by the way, while Izel is fact checking, let me quickly say this. Uh Enes. You can very easily talk about our brand uh, hmm. awareness visuals because by the time this episode is aired, which will be like one month from now, hopefully you will have finished doing them. Definitely. So everybody will be, it will be possible hmm. for everybody to find. In fact, we should put some in show notes so that people can say, oh, those are colors. I mean, people obviously know what colors are, but like the colors that we are talking about right now the ones you picked equidistant from each other i will uh, share the rgb colors or the hex codes of each one of us colors no ju guess. just an image like we are gonna put the image in a in a png format that might work but mine was interesting i mean if yours is interesting that's all i need to hear i will just uh, write our names next to the hex codes and people just go and find out which color it is by themselves isn't that isn't that kind of like doxing like you are isn't aren't you putting information about us on the internet i mean if it's a uh, private information for you i will not share it publicly no it isn't because the color you assigned to me is not color that i commonly use with my own personal uh, identity like when I, I mean, uh, try to build presence, that's not the color I usually do. But I did like the color, by the way. Like, like I said yesterday, I thought the color was nice and I am perfectly okay with my podcast personality to have that color. But if you look at anything I have made about representing myself over the past few years, you will never see that color because it's not something that I commonly used to. Actually, there is a color that is similar to the one you picked. I do sometimes use Prussian blue or a darker shade of Prussian blue in some of my operations because I like a blue color with a splash of green in it. But like in a petrol blue, not yellow way. We can change also the color. I I wanted to use red as my color or my identifier color, I guess. My assigned color will be red, but our brand has a red color inside. So... I can't use red as my color <laughs> or if I'm not the main person on the in conclusion, I can't use that. And I mean, our audience probably doesn't know this or maybe they do. But uh, like before this, we actually had a different podcast in Turkish. And on that podcast, the only person who ever written a comment on one of our YouTube videos, which was like the video of the show. Uh, was a person who said NS is great. <laughs> and if I recall correctly, he was also called NS, but not the NS that we know. Like not you NS, but a different NS said NS is great. <laughs> yeah, they, they they didn't say NS is great. It just said, um, it 
they liked the show. Uh, they it said they liked the show and it uh, we thought uh, it was our NS, so we didn't care much. But uh, a few weeks later, we found out that it wasn't our NS. Oh yeah, then NS is not our main guy. I'm sorry, NS. <laughs> you can't be red. I am gonna come to your house later and pick up all your stuff that is red. <laughs> like you can't. Not anymore. Not anymore, buddy. But the the way I'm attached to red is like. Like when I was a child, I was playing Age of Empires most of the, most of the time too. Or like three. most children, yes. Most most like most children. Like when I was eight, I guess I was playing Age of Empires. How did they Again, like very common. play it? Whoa! Anyway, and I was like always the game attached the color of blue to the player one, the main player. But I always changing that color to the red. That's how I I'm attached to the red color. You know that's interesting because whenever I play Age of Empires, um, I don't associate myself with the color, but the country I'm playing. So like by the way, I really like Age of Empires three um, because I like musket fire and cannons and big ships and you know all that all that stuff like railroads and such. And um, I associate countries with colors, like France is obviously blue. Portugal mm -hmm. is obviously green, even though Portugal green? actually means orange in Turkish. Uh, <laughs> Netherlands is orange and so on. Yeah. Like the country that I'm playing would be the primary source for me to pick the color. Spanish will be violet? Uh, Spanish would be yellow. Yellow. Okay. What about Uh, British, red, which is the problem because Turks. Ottoman is also red. I feel like we are way off topic right now. No, but we, we don't have a topic. We are doing this instead of a topic. Yeah, but I I've been bored like the past ten minutes. So is that what do you want us? Yeah, do you want to talk about like uh, intercoms? Is what you want? <laughs> <laughs> That came out of a blue. <laughs> it's almost like we had a little list that we have written the stuff we want to talk about beforehand I was thinking why would anyone listen to us rambling because I don't want to be a show that rambles because all, all, pe all people do that and I don't like that kind of podcast okay. okay what do you recommend I don't know How did it turn um, out? I guess I don't know. You can't continue. I guess I I can't continue after this. You have murdered my boss dead. Mm, my boss was murdered too. I think at least we tried. No, we can wrap it up and like make this a shorter thing, or like not put it anywhere. I guess I don't know. I feel so upset right now. I think at least we tried and talked something. That's what I was thinking. Oh. Um, what we can do is, like I said, we can record a little wrap up, and then um, we can like do a bit of an editing and listen to it again and decide if that's something worth putting on the internet or not. 
Actually, I wasn't also like happy with the start, but that's what I'm not sure about putting it on the internet. But at least we can try rather than being sad about it and not feeling okay that we haven't even tried and feeling that pressure on top of us. And we can say at least we tried and it's not a successful attempt. I don't necessarily think that it's an unsuccessful attempt. The way we try makes it successful attempt. Yeah, like I said, if we listen this from back to back, uh, there is a very good chance that we don't hate the product. Maybe, yeah. maybe I was. Um, Actually, like can... I said, yeah. usually when I when we are done recording a podcast, what I immediately feel is uh, this is terrible content. We just talked so long about nonsense and this nobody will ever i mean nobody does listen to it so maybe i'm right about that but uh, when i sit down on for editing uh, usually what i encounter is better than what i prepared myself for after the recording you're the first to edit so and obviously when you sit down it you're already seeing what i produced which is amazing so you are <laughs> you are always happy to find the episodes maybe i'm bitter because i wasn't able to get back into it i mean you can try saying stuff right now i don't know what to say uh, you can talk about your blue color shades idea actually we talked a, we talked a lot about colors I don't know what... Nobody even answered my blue colors idea though. And it's just Santa gay pride flag. I said... Um, that's... Okay, that's ridiculous. I not only said it with sound, I have also written below it that I think it's a good idea. Actually, I wanted to use the color shade, like one tone only, and it will kind of... Improve our color scheme again. I think white, red, and blue is a very good palette, by the way. Like different yeah. shades of blue were different enough to differentiate. Uh, while also white text would look good on all of them. And we will have like it will. I'm sorry, I'm a bus killer. No, no, you are not. We are still recording. This is all going to the internet. <laughs> Okay. This is this is be- this is beautiful. This is perfect. Like <laughs> I love how our tone suddenly shifted. And like this this is great. This is great content. Our audience will love it. And I even did color theme. Change our color. So yeah, you can talk about the blue things if you want. But like even if you don't, I still am happy with the blue colors for branding. Okay, I'm going to talk about the blue colors then. As a designer, when I need to pick colors, I use color palettes that was already created by some other people that would that has found that they look good together. So I found it because of the seven notes thing. Like you can't be creative. Yes, like, and I found an image that had uh, our brand colors with several blue shades. And I thought blue looks good. Everyone can pick a tone of blue and it would work, I guess. But then and innocent gay pride flag 
as a response. <laughs> and we are very proud of gay people. Don't get us wrong. It was just not relevant to the discussion. By the way, gay men's pride flag is... Uh, what is that? Mm. I mean, it's not this, right? Like, what I mean, I'm looking at is... It's like uh, a uh, shade of green becomes a shade of blue with white in the middle. I even forgot the Turkish word for it. Mm. Bayrak. Uh, oh, underrated. I mean, gay men's pride... No, underrated. It's not very known well. No one ah. knows. They just assume the rainbow flag is a gay man's pride color. And okay, I think uh, it's okay. I, 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 guys, I am, I am in fact gonna. I, cut this part. I, ex I accidentally searched "man loving man" on Google. <laughs> okay, I, I, I take it back. I am gonna put this on the internet. Please continue. <laughs> first, first thing, um, first result: straight men fa fall in love with each other. Gay romance. But then they are not straight men. That's that's not. Bisexual man can't decide between his boyfriend and his girlfriend. I guess it cuts off. But anyway, um, yeah, like I said, and by the way, Enes, that was another problem about the way you introduced the people assigned colors. How you went was like, I picked these colors for you, but if you don't like it, I can change them. You either say I picked these colors for you and you are going to love them and be happy or You can say I have picked these five colors. Pick your favorite. You don't say I picked these for you, but you can change them if you want, because then everybody is a horrible person. All of a sudden, like suddenly, you see the worst in everybody because it is very easy to not like something that is offered to them. You either don't offer them anything, or if you are going to offer them, you make it impossible for them to dislike it. And my choice would be I have picked these. I have found these five colors. Pick. Your favorites through some way of voting, yeah, would be the way I would go. Definitely, because you need to be fascist in some ways. I mean, I was—I literally said I would prefer doing it with the voting, but. <laughs> 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 but yeah, you can be a fascist with voting. I mean, there is certain number of colors. Like, how can I change? Like, how can I increase the number of colors? So. Yeah, you can't be creative because there are like seven notes. So you can't. Yeah, you can't. I'm like uh, giving out. I'm I'm showing as much as possible. So I can't like, give more than that. Like and by the way, another problem with hearing what people have to say about your ideas is they tend to say things in the following line. They tend to say first. There are too many colors, which makes it uncohesive on the same image. Like there is the text color and the other text color and white and red and the person colors. Too much colors. This is the first thing they say. And then they say, I would prefer my color to be a tone of black, which is the text color. Like, do you see the problem here? That's a problem. And also, I don't like the way like I don't like I don't like this think that people don't like their colors but uh, if they don't offer any way. other color i can't uh, change it how can i change it that's the way i selected the color and as you oh. you screwed okay. up buddy you you did you did dirty because when i was talking about one of our podcast friends that are that isn't here 
The one mm-hmm. I picked was the one that never listens to our shows. Whereas the one that you chose to pick on is the one who does the show notes. Listen. So, oops. <laughs> the Actually, one you chose is going to hear your criticism while the one I chose won't. <laughs> Actually, it was the same person. But no, anyway. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I thought the show note taking person whose name I'm going to omit <laughs> was the one who said I don't like green anything but green. But both of that person <laughs> said that. They don't like their color. I said that I like pink. Yay. <laughs> And I said I liked what you gave me. Both of the people who is here. What? I said I liked what you gave me. So I wasn't a problem. I was a, I was a yeah. solver. Take what mama gave you. Also, Izel just like... Izel, actually, Izel is the best person here. Because she liked her color. On top of that, she offered me another color. An alternative <laughs> no, color. No, that's, that's, the that's not the best person. That's the silly behavior. <laughs> no, no, no. That's because I'm the person who picks colors for our games. So people usually um, criticize the colors I chose. So I'm usually on the other that's, side of that uh, discourse. That's also ludicrous. That's also ludicrous. I never criticize the colors Izel picked if they are not bad colors. <laughs> <laughs> And besides, uh, you, you know, NS, because this actually is very funny. Uh, Izel is the one in our games who picks colors and I am the one who hugs Izal into not being sad when those colors get a bad reception. <laughs> But are you the person who give the bad criticism to Izal? No, no, no. I mean, usually not. Uh, and like we, we did games with a large number of people, not just the people we are working with currently. So it's a it's like, uh, no, I mean, when I do criticism, I usually Give it in a productive way that offers solutions so Izel doesn't get upset. The type of criticism that Thank upsets Izel is. Uh, somebody says, I don't like this for reasons that I can't tell, but I don't like them anyway, so fix it. Which is, yeah, you want to punch this person. Like, that's, yeah. What am I supposed to do with that? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was telling you. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, I go and I hug Izel and like pat her hair and such. So... When this happened to you, Enes, when you offered your colors? Yeah, and you couldn't uh, hug Enes because Enes wasn't in another city. Yeah, and that's why when this happened, Izal tried to be a color picking solution giver, while I tried to be emotional support solution giver. <laughs> because that's usually how um, pitching colors is treated in our community. <laughs> With useless criticism. That doesn't help. I mean, it's a, one of the main problems with the in creative industries. Having like, uh, there are two aspects of it. Having, giving uh, positive criticism or receiving a, a criticism. It's one of the two and that is problematic and people mostly don't know how to do that properly. But I'm a, I think I'm a good critic. What do you think about it? And Isa is the most uh, very person that who receive my criticism most of the time. What do you think about my criticism? Uh, Enes, Enes, you are a great criti- critic. So I came to you whenever I need something criticized. She does. She does. That's true. Like um, me too. I usually think 
If we are in doubt about something visual, I am like we should show it to Enes, and he will like say something that is useful in a way, like not necessarily do the thing Enes says, but Enes will approach this in a way that we can turn into benefits. Uh, the, by the way, Enes, when you are giving a single point of criticism, it's usually very great. You execute that very well. Uh, the problem with your whole critique experience is you don't stop there. Like <laughs> <laughs> you, for, you say everything that you can think and then for the next few days you keep adding things to the initial criticism like i'm I'm not saying it's in a bad way like i'm not saying you you come and say this is terrible this is terrible this is also terrible instead what happens is you say i see a problem in this and now for the next few days you keep recommending solutions to that problem that you solve <laughs> i mean that's not necessarily a bad thing but it, it can sometimes be um, overwhelming let's 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 say it it's overwhelming. Probably. But like um, the way I, mm-hmm. uh, I always wanted them to be a little bit more positive approach. Like if I don't like something, I also need to offer something else to replace that idea. Mm-hmm. That's the way I uh, see the problem. And also the way I criticize your work is mostly on Metro or something. So I put it in the like small portions in my life. So I'll let's say like I put, I give like, I just criticize in 15 minutes in a metro drive in metro, right? So after that, I only get to you give you critic like eight hours later, for example. So the time in between might make you um, overwhelmed, but on that time, like that's the only way I can criticize you. So <laughs> that's the only way I can criticize you. It's funny. Uh, Izal, how? <laughs> what kind of a critic are you? Tell, please share with the audience the type of criticism you give. Hmm. I I feel like I'm also like Enes too, but I, like less intense. Uh, but I, what I was thinking was that not in uh, criticism, but if you ever tell me that you need a product, you're going to buy that because I'm going to find the best of that product for you. But that's like way out of topic. Yeah, which is something we never do. We always stick to the topic. Like if you read our mm-hmm. show notes, you will find a little star next to every tangent that we ever do because they're all pre-planned. Like this is the our 75th recording of this episode. We are mm. very professional. And since nobody asks, I'm going to say what kind of critic I am. Um, <laughs> what I usually struggle with is um, like, I don't want to say my problem with giving criticism is the people I am giving criticism to because that's not very convincing, but <laughs> Um, hear me out. I have seen that people usually tend to, um, especially people who don't have a lot of work experience, tend to take the criticism very personally. Like when you say, I don't like how this looks or I don't like how this feels, something like that. Even when you explain why that's the case, 
they tend to feel personally attacked by that. And maybe because that's the way I talk, I tend to talk in a very energetic way. I tend to be very like detail oriented. And also when I do these things, I tend to give long explanations because I want to express my point very clearly. Uh, people tend to feel personally attacked by that and they tend to get very defensive, which makes discussion and therefore the result very difficult to obtain for me. So maybe if people were to look at how I criticize, criticize things, they would think that I'm an aggressive critic. Like I critique things in a very um, intense way, but like not NS, like not a long three days experience. What I <laughs> say more is I give you a few paragraphs of text that explains why the thing you did has problems. And like I said, people tend to get upset when I do that. But I don't think that it's more about being like having, I mean, it's not about you, I guess, because people don't know how to get criticism. That's one of the issues we like in any industry, people don't get to uh, have a, people don't get used to get some criticism, I guess, because they don't get it while they are growing up. While they are on at school, while they are getting education, they don't get criticized. They only get some uh... results, just a result. Yeah. Yeah, let me uh, give but, you a different take on that. Yeah. But please finish, then I'm going to give you the take. I mean, uh, maybe the way I uh, respond to criticism that uh, in a that positive manner, it, because I get. So bad criticism, criticism while I'm at university. It's maybe it's because of design education that I received a lot of criticism. Most of them are not about my work, but my personality, for example. So, but your personality but, is great. There's nothing to criticize yes, about your personality. Yes, yes, yes. But but the other type of education, other like. Other education that does not include design or any other creative parts, I guess. You mostly go to university, you listen your course, and you just go to home. And the only time you get criticism is via the grades you get, I guess. You don't get, uh, uh, you don't get to have a personal uh, criticism to your work that much. Yeah, some of them like oh, you only get to have some critics to your graduation projects, for example. Uh, like I'm only telling it in, on the Turkish uh, Turkey conditions for for the Turkey case, by the way. Uh, for example, you only uh, present your graduation project in university, but for our mm -hmm. case, for the, any other creative. Uh, education, uh, creatives industries, or architecture, or any other art degree, for example, you do a lot of projects. You do a lot of projects that you get criticism from your uh, professors. So you really got used to it. Like there is a saying in Turkish that you get kashar uh, painted in a way, but you got used to it. Is that a yeah. 
becoming an aged cheese. Yes. You can maybe say. Hmm, I um, did not know that. Okay. I mean, you you heard kasharlanmak, I think. I don't. I didn't. Oh, I don't. Um, by the way, now you know. Let me re remind our audience. Let me remind to our audience once more. Even though I am an engineering student, I mean, I was an engineering student, and NS wasn't. Him explaining how my grades went to me is not mansplaining because I'm not a woman. And <laughs> because I'm also. <laughs> It is totally okay for him to explain stuff that I already know. <laughs> It's a good thing nobody is explaining anything to me today. No, no, we 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 just love you and we are happy that you are around. But um, here's the thing, Ines. I'm gonna uh, approach this from a different angle. Consider the following: You're a teenager, and you are going to middle school. And what happens is, if you're if you Uh, give a homework in class, and the homework is homework gets a bad grade. What then happens is that homework goes to your house, and your parents get angry at you. So, uh, what I think most commonly people in Turkey associate with criticism is this: if what yeah. I do gets a bad criticism. People are my parents are gonna be angry at me. Like not direct, obviously nobody's parents <laughs> criticize them about their designing choices. But um, I hope <laughs> I hope not. Uh, but um, I think internally that's what people uh, call back criticisms for. Like every time they get criticized in school, even when that criticism itself, like even though um, the teachers themselves aren't particularly mean to them. The bad grades get a mean response from their But parents. It's not a criticism. So they implicitly learn to fear criticism because they think if people criticize me, bad things are going to happen to me. Therefore, if people criticize me, it's an attack on my personality. Yes, I think that's and the reason, not the not what happens in university necessarily, but what happens in middle school and high school. Yeah, because people don't get used to get criticism. That's not a criticism. It's not a good way of criticism. I mean, it's not even a criticism. That's what I meant. It isn't. But when you go to a person and say this work is not a very good work, I think that's what happens behind their minds is they go back to being a child and being told. Like I think that's why I said, by the way, people who don't have a lot of work experience, because when you work for like 10 years or 20 years, um, it is not necessarily about confidence, but you get used to, like you. Already know that some of your ideas are gonna be bad ideas, but nobody will be angry to you about them. Like it's okay, it's okay to do bad ideas. Your ideas are not your personality; they don't determine your worth as a person. Your ideas are just results of one or two hours of your life being focused on them, on that topic, and that doesn't define you. When person understands this, they are they usually don't get personal about being criticized. But that's not something that. A lot of people easily. That's not a place people come very easily. I will disagree with you for some of the things because I I agree with you that people don't get uh, criticized. I mean that's not a way of criticize. I mean in the middle school or on their childhood they don't get criticized well, so they don't understand the way they get treated easily when they're adult. It's they don't. 
e, they respond in a childish way. I mean, but that person, people become adults and give criticism to their children. I mean, not criticism, but give bad compliments. Uh, the bad. Uh, how can we say that? It's not a criticism, but uh, uh, anyway, they give some. Uh, feedback. I, they just feedback to their children, but the ones. I mean, it's a continuous cycle, and people don't know getting criticism or giving criticism in that way. Oh, I so, totally agree with you. It's it's a big problem, and um, that's why I, it's no yeah. criticism. There are no criticism given at all. Yeah, indeed, because people like whenever you try to criticize someone, they lash out to you in such a way that you don't want to criticize the next person, and. Like that creates a problem. Uh, it also, by the way, creates a certain advantage because if you are in Turkey and you are good at receiving and giving criticism, that makes you a very high demand worker. Like you can, your back will never touch the ground. You will always find a place to work at because that's an insanely rare and very good quality in a workplace. Obviously, your employer also needs to be enlightened. But like, if you find that person, <laughs> then you are you are very good. You're in a very good so place. So it leads me to my point that when people just grow up and be adults on the work environment, they don't get critics at all. They don't just get some bad attitudes from people. They just get some bad feedbacks from their... Yeah, people uh, are like passive aggressive to each other in the workplace. They come home very stressed because at work they feel like they are being constantly attacked because... They are taking every ounce of um, disagreement as a personal attack. So they come thinking they were attacked all day long. And then they treat their children badly after bad grades and the cycle continues. Yeah. And I don't think it's an issue of Turkey as well. It's international issue. I mean, I don't know. Maybe in Japan things are different because I am told that in Japan people come very late from work. And they, they just like faint into sleeping. When they come from work, so maybe they don't impart that to their children very often. But I don't know. Like obviously, I'm not in Japan. I've never lived in Japan. I'm not even big in Japan. Like I mean, actually, I'm kind of big in Japan because I'm fat. But like, <laughs> not in a way that I'm there and. Sorry. No, no. It was it it was the best thing about this episode. <laughs> Getting you to have a melody. For this reason alone, we should do this more often. And by the way, I think we can wrap it up. Yeah. Even though, <laughs> dear audience, we have prepared many topics for you for today. Like we had two others. Uh, I'm probably gonna cut the intercom so you won't know about that. So it will be three. We have prepared many topics for you, dear listeners. We were only able to barely cover one of them. But I still think that there is some point in putting this to internet because... Like, even though this is a bit of a ramble and Izal hates rambling, you can just pass it if you if you don't like. But if you do like, you are welcome to, you know, ramble with us and be annoyed at the world about technology and the place that you live in and the conditions you live in that place. If you want to reach out to us, we have some social media uh, stuff. I think one of you guys, maybe Izal knows it better, I think, or Enes. 
I just I just know that they exist. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn currently. Uh, you can on Instagram we are in conclusion uh, underscore podcast. On Twitter we are underscore in conclusion underscore. And on li- LinkedIn you can just find us by searching in conclusion podcast. But don't forget that in conclusion is there's no space between. <laughs> yeah, and like Uh, we would very much appreciate any kind of feedback you give to us. Also, these links will be on the notes. And we will appreciate anything you say to us very well. Like we still remember that one comment our previous podcast took one year ago. And like mm-hmm. we are having a vivid discussion about it. That's how much we crave for attention from our dear listeners. So please, um, if you want to, of course, we are not not only are we not forcing you. We are like there's a saying in Turkish. It's you can't force beauty. Like beauty happens on its own. <laughs> you can't force it. Um, but if you do want to talk with us, know that we will always appreciate you. And by the way, I would like to thank our friends from uh, podcast Make Work Work for convincing us that social media marketing is a good idea, which led NS to producing our social media images to promote, which led to the discussion from yesterday, which led to today's topic. <laughs> so thank you. Make work work podcast people like we can should we tell their names. Thank you Haley and Hebe. 